Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 93. You know what, guys? I'm mad at you. I'm really mad at you. I told you not to panic, and you didn't listen to me. None of you listened to me. Remember two days ago I said, don't panic, blah, 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 and then the whole podcast, an hour and ten minutes long. You didn't listen to me. So, you know, first, right after, right after I finished that podcast, Tom Hanks and wife Tom Hanks got coronavirus. I guess they're not listeners of this of this podcast because they didn't listen to me. And then the NBA, right after that, the NBA shut down. Probably the season's probably over. They didn't listen to me. They panicked. Everyone's panicking. And yes, I know we're not supposed to be in large groups or whatever, but I think that's just because it's a, it, we're being um a little bit too careful. A little bit too careful. We're blowing this out of proportion. And it's fine. That's how he, that's how we are. That's how humans are. This is how we have survived this whole time. We blow little things out of proportion. But then, you know, after the NBA, the next day, the NHL canceled their season. What the hell am I going to do at 4 p.m. now? I can't watch hockey at 4 p.m. anymore. I'm on the West Coast, so it's three hours before. What am I going to do? I I had a whole system. I had a whole routine. My routine is being disrupted. Next thing you know, my gym's going to be closed. So far, it hasn't. So far, I've been okay. But... You know, if that happens, then then my life is over, right? Then what am I going to do? You know what? If my gym gets postponed because hockey got got canceled now, uh, I'll just cancel this podcast and this is going to be it. This is going to be it because because everyone's doing it, right? Maybe I should just do that. Maybe I should just panic too. Maybe it's a lot more fun to panic. You know, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday right next door so I don't have to drive. It's amazing. And uh, the weirdest things were sold out like butternut squash ravioli. Everyone's clamoring for that butternut squash ravioli and the the in red onions, red onions. It's all gone, all gone. Uh, but I was able to get what I needed. The only problem is the 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 line was a little bit longer. I got my steak, I got my eggs, I got I got anything everything I needed. But um, you know, if I w- it, it, it's it's pretty indicative of where I live that uh normal milk 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 cow milk or goat milk all that was still there i got my i got my two things of goat milk but uh uh oat milk all gone everyone's panicking you know i live in west hollywood when when uh oat milk is all gone the weirdest things are are sold out uh i don't need to go over the toilet paper or anything like that cuz that's obvious already but gas is fine i went to go get gas yesterday totally fine so this is a fake panic maybe the only reason gas is still available besides my theory that this is a little bit overblown is that everyone's being told to stay indoors so there's no need to drive and also where are you going to go if this is a worldwide pandemic where are you going to go so for people like me getting gas that's great i can get gas that's totally fine um but yes yeah, so the, the 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 oat milk is all gone and uh you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll survive this don't worry about your oat milk the weird thing is also this is probably indicative of where I live for and this is for now because when things get even worse people go crazier and people panic more and uh times like these I'm happy I'm a gun owner I have four of them in my room and I have a lot of ammo but the lines uh no the 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 crowd and the lines in uh CVS and Trader Joe's and everyone's nice no one there was no fights there was no nothing and that's maybe because i'm not in a very 
diverse area. And that's as, that's as nice as I can put it. When you start mixing people, uh, it seems like people get a little bit more agica- agitated. But the the there was one story, and you're always gonna find you're always gonna find something very extreme, especially when these things are happening everywhere. And one story I found today, or I saw on Twitter today, was um, someone in Georgia. Uh, might have been a Costco or something like that. Someone in Georgia got stabbed over a case of Dasani water. That's unacceptable. I mean, stabbing a man for Dasani water, you're stabbing a man for, for what you can get out of your sink. That's pr- And everyone has indoor plumbing in this country, so that's very crazy. And it's only acceptable if it was sad water because there's only three bottles left in existence. So... For those of you that were thinking about stabbing someone over water or anything else, uh, think again and and stop and just think to yourself and say, it's only acceptable if it's sad water. And I'm not condoning violence or, or, or wanting people to be violent or asking people to be violent or anything like that. Don't Don't use this podcast as your defense if you get arrested for anything like that. I'm just saying it's okay if it's sad water. And I know it won't, this won't happen because I have the three left in my room. I have the three bottles left in my room. Now, it's funny because in times like these, you get... Um, if, if, if you're a Trump supporter or you're a Republican or whatever, and especially if you live in a very, very liberal, liberal area, as I do, uh, this is when people who know your political opinions, you know, and people closer to you who really know you, uh, when this is when they come out of the woodwork, it's 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 almost like an I told you so. So up until now, three and a half years into Trump's presidency, we've had all these fake um, hoaxes like the Russia hoax and Ukraine and all of these things. And you know how I know it's a hoax, because in those times I wasn't getting text messages from people saying uh, trying to grill me about my boy, my boy, Donald Trump. I never, I never, I never got text messages like that during that time. Like, you see, Trump, they're gonna get him any moment now because he's guilty. Everyone knew deep down he wasn't guilty, so I never got those text messages. But I got one. <laughs> I got one last night from a pretty good friend of mine. He runs a very, 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 very big meme account. Um, I'm not gonna say which one, and it's uh, it's original. It's basically original content. They have close to 2 million followers, probably close to 3 million on all their accounts. And it, this is the guy who runs these. And he, he he's awesome. I love this guy. But um, he tried grilling me last night through text. And I'm going to read you the text messages because I think that th- these are good. I, I you know, look, I, I held my ground and I can take criticism and I can, uh, I, it, it's good to hear what the other side has to say. The reason why I think the conservative movement is stronger now more than ever is because you we're getting the attacks from everyone, from every sector. So you're, you're, you always have to be on guard and you always have to know the facts about everything. And there's no room for laziness. You can't, you, you, you can't rely on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio voicing your own view for you. And you can just sit back and be like, you see what Leonardo said? I can, I'll just send you a link because that's what I believe. Uh, as a conservative, you can't really do that. You have to do your due diligence and you have to know the facts 
and or to, to the best of your ability you're not a politician you're not you're not a journalist but if you want to be informed it seems like it seems like conservatives are more informed than anyone else um and it seems like the laziness is stemming from people on the left because they rely on cnn their own politicians um the 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 media as a whole the the, the school system as a whole when you have 90% of teachers and in, in universities and I'm I'm being conservative with that. I think it's actually 95% of the teachers and universities being liberal. When you have all of those to people to fall back on, you never really have to. Um, you never have to. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be informed because you have everyone on your side. So so you feel right. So everything feels right to you, especially if you live in somewhere like Los Angeles. You don't really have to think for yourself because if everyone's thinking the same then that's that's a sign that you're right. When in reality that's just a bubble. We're talking that's that's what a bubble is. So <laughs> he sent me a text uh unprovoked. Like I, I I didn't text him. We haven't spoken in probably a couple weeks. And he wrote to me, "You wanted a moron in chief. Now you see why that is not great. Completely botched this." And I know what he's talking about obviously. It's the coronavirus. And also he sent me this yesterday when when people were freaking out more. When the NBA canceled everything, the NHL canceled everything. Tom Hanks is is dying. He's not dying, um, and uh, you know it's it's like the perfect opportunity to strike. And the the Dow, the market dropped uh, the most ever in a day yesterday, which was like two thousand points, and uh, it actually went up again. It went back up two thousand points today. So you know whatever. Um, so he said he co- uh, completely botched this. So <laughs> I I had to think a little bit of what I wanted to say. So I wrote back, Trump started off bad, but banning travel from Europe is a step in the right direction. How did he botch it? Uh, what would you have done differently? In hindsight, I wish these steps were taken sooner. I also think uh, the executive order they're talking about now, which would bring manufacturing jobs for medication, uh, medications and other th- medical equipment, back here would help immensely. Liberal trade policies in the, in the 90s, which gave... China, all this power, expecting them to become a free capital society was a huge mistake. The Chinese government is the most oppressive oppressive regime in the world. And then he said, we have tested 77 people. He lies on TV and says there are tests. In January, this could have been mitigated. We don't have a leader. We have someone who cares about polls. Look at South Korea's reaction. So I'll read you my response. But with, with regards to the polls and all that, that's, how, that's just how politicians are in general. Which is actually a good thing. Um, if you have a president that is worried about what people think of him constantly, which that's why Trump talks about ratings and polls and this and that all the time, um, it's 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 actually a good thing, I, I think. Because, again, he's not protected by the media. He's not protected by the ruling class. He's not protected by the the entertainment industry or the tech industry or this, uh, academia or uh anything he's not protected he's not even he's even hated by the by the establishment republicans and conservatives so to have someone who constantly is worried about what people think about him which trump is i think that's a good thing so uh then i said uh oh and then he said you can't think the best people are on this your last point is right hey at least i got i got some checks there my last point about China being 
the worst country in the world, the most oppressive regime in the world. Yeah, Saudi Arabia is bad, and a lot of Middle Eastern countries are bad. Uh, and there's like a weird country called Turkmenistan or something where there's like a dictator like Kim Jong-un in, in, Nor- in North Korea, which, yeah, they're bad too. But China is in control over billions of people. They've become a powerhouse, an economic powerhouse, because we gave them everything in the 90s. We were like, hey, you want to take our manufacturing jobs? Take them. Uh, and, then, and, and, and then you have libertarians and, and stuff saying, well, no, this is good because that's the free market. You, there's no such thing as a free market when you're comp- competing against China. When they're, and I mentioned this a couple of days ago, when their citizens are literal slaves. They're, they're, they're slaves. You can't compete with that. So that's why the prices are so low and everything's so cheap there. And they also steal our intellectual property all the time. This is why a part of me believes in the conspiracy that China did this on purpose. And I'll get to that in a second again. I mean, I spoke about that a couple days ago, but I'll get to that in a second again. So he said, your last point is right. I said, we can't compare with South Korea. Way smaller country and homogenous. Easier to immediately close borders. Do you know how hard it is to accomplish anything like that in this country? Regardless of who's president... Uh, uh, but especially now since everyone in the establishment on both sides and the media hate him, it's hard to maneuver as quickly and effectively as South Korea. I wish specific steps were taken sooner. The United States is the epicenter of the, of, of the world. Our government is slow and sluggish. It's always, it always has been. And this is, this is why... Um, so Trump just had a press conference and then the market jumped back up right before closing. And uh, I thought it was very interesting that he had... So he gave his speech, and then he had uh, some doctors speak, and then he had um, representatives from Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, all these com- and Walmart, and all these companies start speaking and saying how they're going to be helping. Now, I think that that is a really, really smart move considering Trump knows that the government is slow and to, to get anything going is slow. So when we're coordinating with private companies, I think that's a pretty good strategy. So that goes to my point where I said our government is slow and sluggish. It always has been. When you have, when you have bureaucracy, and Trump has been cutting the red tape on a lot of, um, a lot of uh, what's it called? Uh, not laws, but regulation rules and regulations. Uh, it it allows the private sector to perform more, um, more uh, efficiently. And and so he's 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 aware that the private sector is better at this than than the government can ever can ever be. I mean, look how FEMA reacted to Hurricane Katrina in 2005 or any hurricane or any natural disaster since then. FEMA has always been slow. So so I thought that's really good. So then with with my response to him, I I added, I said, I'm optimistic we're we're on the right path now and event events such as stock market the stock market crashing is massive manipulation by opportunistic billionaires who will obviously come out on top and we won't ever know precisely what happened there. I think we're going to have a tough, uh, uh, sorry, a tough two months and rebound insanely. I also think this whole disaster should be a strong case for nationalism, self-reliance, tighter borders, etc. Maybe I'm wrong though. Just how I see it for now, things change fast and, and only with only time will tell. And then he res- he had I didn't I don't want to keep going I hate debating people through text or DMs or anything like that or even on Twitter I never debate any- anyone there it's it's a a losing battle for everyone um I like I'd rather these conversations in person because they're actually kind of interesting so then um 
he sent me a quote from an article about what is this? I don't know. I, I don't want to read it. Integrity and patriotism are undervalued and absent. I don't really know. But my points with regards to I all when I said I also think this whole disaster should be a strong case for nationalism, self-reliance, tighter borders, etc. I think this is a huge opportunity. So there's talks that the that we're going to bring back a lot of manufacturing jobs like I mentioned with that executive order, a lot of uh, medical manufacturing jobs in in medicine coming back here. So we don't have to rely on China. And um I actually think that it it's uh Oh, wow. Okay, so I'll read this in a second. This goes to my point, but I'll read that in a second. Um, But my instincts with this are totally right. Um, So, one second, I'm opening this link. Where are you? Where are you? So, um, think this is a headline from an article. Think Tank complains coronavirus is killing globalization as we know it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Look, again, the reason why wars aren't like they used to be and wars are not really about um, resources and, and taking land and all that is because we have now trade wars. We don't need to kill people, uh, destroy human capital. We don't need to do that. So we learn how to trade with other countries. So it's easy to trade with a country like like uh, the UK or any country in Europe or any stable country. It's easy to trade with countries that you can actually have competition with. But when you're competing against slaves, it's impossible. And that's why we need to completely cut off China. You can't trust the Chinese, especially after this whole debacle. Because if you still, if you don't believe in the conspiracy, I think that a part of you might a little bit. And China has time and time again uh, failed us. And they hate us. They hate us. So let me get to this article. The founder of a globalist think tank has written an article for for foreign policy in which he complains that the coronavirus outbreak is killing globalization as we know it. Look, if that means bringing jobs back home and bringing, you know, actually having a national identity again and uh, people not being wage slaves again, I think that that's a good thing. Um, there's a reason why there's the opioid epidemic. There's a reason why people are addicted to all these drugs, and there's a reason why homelessness is on the rise. It's when you have a soulless country, when there's no more national identity, and nothing. there's no national cohesion. There's nothing to, to keep us together. Um, I mean, and this is, this is, on a smaller scale, this is why I think it's important for cities and towns to be beautiful and for us to go back to a more aesthetically pleasing architecture, form of architecture, because no one wants to ruin where they live. Like, you feel more tied to a place if you find it beautiful, and you want to preserve it. So on a larger scale, if, um, if, you're, if, you're, if you lose national identity, and if you don't feel connected to your country, and if the country only means the flag, the logo of the country, and the name, and that's it, other than that, it's a piece of land like anywhere else in the world, then then by all means uh, be a fan of globalism and 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 so on. But when you bring things back here, there would be a stronger national cohesion. And uh, there would be more of an identity. So it goes on to say, Lagrain 
argues that coronavirus could be the nail in the coffin for the current era of globalization because it has highlighted the downsides of extensive international integration while fanning fears of foreigners and proving legitimacy for national restriction on global trade and flows of people. That's awesome. We need to have tighter borders. What was it? Before 1965, only 20,000 people a year were immigrating here. I mean, we had really strong borders before. Really strong immigration policies. And then after that, I forgot what the, the immigration policy was that Lyndon B. Johnson signed into law. But pretty much after that, it, we were getting 100,000 people a year, 200,000, 200, 300,000. And now it's a million people a year. It's unsustainable. It's unsustainable, especially when we have a lot of uh, people without still, we, you know, the, 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 what's it called? The, um, the jobs, I mean, the, the unemployment is way down under Trump, but we, there's still a long way to go. And the homeless problem in a lot of these major metropolitan areas is on the rise. So there's a long way we need to go with the, with that aspect too. bringing in low wage workers into this country is not the answer. And there's enough smart people here that we don't need to do the whole HB, H1B1 visa thing where we, we, we bring people on a merit-based system. We can put that, we can pause that for now, I think. Um, what's it called? Where, where was that? Where did I leave off? He adds, the crisis will have lasting impact on undermining America's reliance on international supply chains and provide political fodder for nationalists who favor greater protection, protectionism and immigration controls. The coronavirus crisis threatens to usher in a less globalized world, concludes Lagrain. Once the pandemic and panic abate, those who believe that openness to people and products from around the, around the world is generally a good thing uh, we'll need to make this case for it in a fresh and persuasive way. In fresh and persuasive ways, yeah. This uh, we're not going to be able to convince people that this is why this is in, this is actually interesting because the trend of nationalism has been spreading throughout the world. It's not just the United States. It was Brexit. It was uh, with Brexit being um, the UK leaving the European U Union. Um, there's talks of other countries also leaving the European Union. And then it's Brazil electing a Trump-like person. It's, uh, I think Italy did as well. Um, and, and so on. I mean, it's, it, it, there's a, this is, a, there's a ripple effect going through on the world, around the world. I think that there, there is a, a case to be made for globalization, but not on the scale that we, we see it now. There's, there, there's a, there's probably a happy medium, uh, a good hybrid of nationalism and globalism. Like, trade is important. Trade with other countries is important. But like I said, it's impossible with China. Fuck China. So um, that brings me to um, the media. There was something going around Twitter yesterday. And it's crazy how fast these things spread. So uh, this Chinese dude, he tweeted an article. he tweeted an article that kind of blew up especially in the world of politics on Twitter. And so this Chinese guy, Li Zhao, I think I said his name right, he said, this article is very much important to each and every one of us. Please read and retweet it. COVID-19, further evidence that the virus originated in, in the U.S. So 
this is classic China. China is uh, is a guy in an elevator who farted and blamed it on the guy next to him, the United States. And, but it's clear that it originated from China. So that is what's happening with this. And and it's this is this is so predictable with China. Such a Chinese thing to do. Blame this on us? Are you fucking kidding me? How how is it something? How is it coming from us? Um, so this guy tweeted this. It, it, it went crazy viral, and the media, the mainstream media, of course, because they hate us. They hate the United States. MSNBC, CNN, all of these, all of these uh, institutions, all of the newspapers, New York Times, all of them. They all hate us. They all hate our way of life. They love globalism. They hate nationalism. They hate the United States. Uh, they ran with it. So they ran with this conspiracy theory. It's it's almost again like the Russia or Ukraine hoax, blaming Trump, ba- bl- uh, blaming Trump and uh, working with Putin and all that. It's the same conspiracy theory. Why is it that they want to undermine everything in our country? They hate this country. Um, so that that was making its rounds. And you know what? Honestly, that would be the nail in the coffin for me. I would uh, if I was if I was running this country, I'd be like, okay, fuck it, we're ending trade with China forever. We're done with you. We cut you off. You're done. We treat you like Iran or something. Trump still plays nice, and he's like, I spoke to Pre- President Xi today, and uh, they gave us the numbers. The trends are going down. The trends of coronavirus are going down. And and honestly, look, I like Trump, but my instinct would be, um, maybe I wouldn't say this publicly, but my instinct would be. Uh, yeah, you're lying to us. The numbers are probably not going down. You, if anything, you're, you're hiding most of the numbers. It's like capital punishment there. They say they kill uh, 5,000 prisoners a year, which is insane. I think the United States is like five, maybe, capital punishment, where we put a prisoner to death. China says like they do 5,000. In reality, it's probably 50,000 or 100,000. Um, they, they, they harvest the organs of their citizens. You can be arrested for hate speech or whatever you want to call it. They're talking shit about the government and the punishment is they take your liver. Um, like I'm, I'm probably mentioned this a few days ago or before on this podcast, but they have ambulances that, I mean, it's a, a, tr- a truck that looks like an ambulance, but it's really a police truck. And then in that truck, they'll arrest you and perform surgery on you in that truck to take your organ, to harvest your organs. So fuck China. Seriously. I tweeted this the other day. I said, what good has come from China? And someone's like, fireworks, gunpowder, porcelain, paper, other things. And then other replies were, yeah, but we perfected those things. Like the good thing when that that Western countries do is we bring in the best people from other countries and we give them time to assimilate. And then we just take what they make and make it better. Like pizza. (laughs) Like pizza. Uh, It's always food. It's always the first thing I think of when we take something from other other places. Not their brains, you know, because Google was made by Russians, but they made it in the United States. It's, I mean, and I mentioned this the other week too that that the only reason is it's because it's not because the United States is magical in in where it is on the map of the world, but it's that. Uh, the ethos and the environment of this country allows for for um, innovation, which doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. That's why when people talk about healthcare, they uh, and they're like, healthcare is a human right and all that, um, and they constantly compare us to the UK and and Canada and other shithole countries, 
um, where's the innovation, medical innovation coming from? It's coming from here and Israel. That's pretty much it. Most of it's coming from here. So everyone else, all these smaller countries in the world, especially the homogenous countries, can have their health care, their free health care, and air quotes with free. Nothing's ever free. They have high, higher taxes. Um, but they're, ba- they're taking our technology. I mean, they're, you know, you know, whatever. I was going to say God bless them. Um, but yeah, I would end tra- trade with China. So uh, another thing. So this is a tweet. With regards to that article uh, that says that the coronavirus is coming from here, Mike Cernovich tweeted. He said, uh, this Chinese propaganda about the origin of the coronavirus is being directly amplified and aided by the U.S. media, which is censoring anyone who notes the Wuhan origin of the coronavirus. Great job, media bros. You're Chinese propaganda now. They've always been Chinese propaganda. They, they've led us to believe that China would, was going to become this beacon of freedom, and they were going to model themselves after the United, United States, which was a lie. And they've become more oppressive, more authoritarian, and more deadly to the world. So, um, yeah, the media sides with... Uh, I'm going to read this other, other article. Tucker Carlson, the media has sided with communist China to blame American Amer- America for the coronavirus. Uh, let me see which thing to click and how long. It, it's too long. I'm not going to play the video. I'm just going to read you some quotes. Uh, this So T- Tucker Carlson says, this pandemic came out of China and it came out of China for, for a reason. It's a country where government officials deliberately covered up the early stages of the virus when it could have been stopped before it spread out of out of control. Noting that China controls 96% of antibiotics and is threatening to cut off drug export to the U.S., Carlson charged that Beijing is now trying to hide the reality of where coronavirus came from and worse, blaming the virus on on America. Carlson then referenced tweets yesterday by China's foreign ministry. Oh, so that guy that I... It's not some random Chinese guy. It's China's foreign ministry spokesman. Oh, so he's... he's uh, All he spouts is propaganda for for their communist authoritarian government. Uh, Zhao Lijian, who claimed it might be U.S. Army who brought the pandemic to Wuhan. Yes, that that's what it was. I remember now. Classic U.S. Army tactic. That's what we did. When asked to distance itself from uh, from Lijian, Beijing, Beijing ref- refused to do so. Lijian, Lijian, whatever his name is, also slammed people for linking the virus to China, a narrative which has been picked up by the mainstream media as people like CNN's Jim, Jim Acosta insists it's xenophobic. That's their go-to. That has been their go-to since around 2013, 14, 15. Is uh, it's a Saul Saul Alinsky tactic. He he basic he wrote uh, rules for radicals, which Hillary Clinton and, and and Barack Obama and people like them have basically modeled their ta- their political tactics after. So um, Saul Alinsky created this tactic, which is uh, call your enemies racists, xenophobes, Nazis, label them with any of these things, and there isn't really much. So then it, it forces your enemy to go on defense. This is my problem, again, with conservatives. They always try to appease the mainstream media. Uh, 
They always want to. They always try to cozy up to the mainstream media, hoping they'll be friends with them. They hate you. They'll always hate you. They hate conservatism. And uh, you always have to be on the offense. And this is one thing you can learn from Trump: is he's always on the offense. You you hit him, he's gonna hit you harder. He's not gonna apologize. And this is the problem with these tactics: is is a lot of the old school Republicans and the conservative inkers, uh, they they go on the defense. This is not a way to operate your life and you can you can take this on a smaller scale and apply it to your own life if you're constantly if you're being attacked by people for whatever reason you do not apologize and i've mentioned this before if you have actually royally fucked up you only apologize to your really really close friends in private and your family or your significant other that's it other than that you do not apologize to anyone no one you don't owe anyone anything so uh, Jim Acosta insists it's xenophobic to say the virus came from China, despite the fact that it did. Um, amazingly, though, it was just two months ago that Acosta himself was sending tweets about the Wuhan coronavirus. Yeah, that's the funny thing is like they 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 think the media thinks that we have short attention spans and there's no such thing as screenshots or Twitter. If you tweet something, it's going to live on forever. So I don't need to keep reading this, but you get the you get the picture. Um, and, and, and it's funny, like this is, this has become the only thing to talk about and the election actually, and I think this maybe helps the Democrats, but the, the election has, has, doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. Joe Biden has gone dark. Even Bernie Sanders has gone dark. There's no more election for now for the next two months. There won't be an election. And the interesting thing with that is that this helps uh, Joe Biden a lot because uh, the more he's in the media, and I think that the debate is still going to happen without an audience on Sunday, the one with, between him and Bernie Sanders. But this helps him so much for now because he doesn't have to go to events and he's not going to be in the media's eye because he's constantly um, getting himself in trouble with gaffes. And the f- the other funny thing is, is that he uh, the dementia stories kind of has kind of disappeared when he clearly does have dementia. So this is probably going to hurt Bernie more than it does Joe Biden. Um, but he's going to lose miserably in this election, especially because this whole coronavirus thing is going to blow over. But with regards to leftists, um, this has become a characteristic of them. And it's a very it's a very troubling one. And it's very disgusting and dirty. It's the same people who talk about um, tolerance that are the most intolerant people. The real tolerant people are conservatives who kind of just want to be left alone, have they know they lost the culture war with regards to gay marriage. They keep that shit to themselves. I, I'm still going to talk about it. I still think it was a huge disaster and a mistake and a way to indoctrinate children into being being gay and exposing them to those kinds of things early on. Fine, whatever. But for the most part, conservatives want to be left alone. They would never... It, again, when Barack Obama was president, uh, there were there was the Tea Party movement and some of people called him a Nazi, but it wasn't the majority of people. And not once did I ever say resist, did I ever hear anyone say on the right, uh, resist Obama, not my president, and so on. Uh, I never liked Obama, but I ne- never wanted him to fail. The reason being is because if he fails, we fail as a country. And I did think he failed as a president. I think he was a terrible president. But that's besides the point. I never wished him to fail. So the interesting thing with that's going on right now is that, again, the left, the left is showing its true colors. There's... Uh, Another headline that says leftists leftists ecstatic uh, that Trump could have coronavirus. 
and uh, fingers fingers crossed and prayer memes as fantastic. Uh, fanatics hope Trump and Pence will die so Pelosi will become president. Not going to happen. So obviously these are cherry-picked tweets, but it's, um, you know, for this article. But I, it's something that I see all the time, and it's something I've heard people personally say. It's not just on Twitter. Um, like, I literally heard someone say that this would be a good thing in the gym. Someone I like. I like this person. But again, their true color is kind of They hate him so much that they would rather him die. Like someone in my hockey locker room said the other day that he wishes Trump fails. And I said, you'd realize that if he fails, the country fails, right? You realize that would be a huge blow. And many people would lose a lot of money. Markets would crash and all that. People would lose money and their their jobs and homes and all that. He goes, no, I hope he fails. And, 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 and you know, let's just say the markets drop and everything. But then when, when Biden gets elected, it shoots back up. Not how it works, guy. That's not how economics works. Not how the economy works. Not how the markets work. That's not how any of anything in reality works. So they're re- willing to throw away their whole tolerance message for, you know, when it comes to the hatred of Trump. So this tweet says, this guy standing to Trump's left just tested positive for coronavirus, according to Brazil, Brazilian media. Fabio, whatever his last name, posted this photo taken during meetings at Mar-a-Lago five days ago. Um, breaking Brazilian Brazilian official who met Trump on Saturday at Mar-a-Lago tested positive, positive for coronavirus. Trump asked about interacting with infected Brazilian official. And then he said, uh, Trump said, we did nothing very unusual. We sat next to each other for a period of time. Let's put it this way. I'm not concerned. Um, then the New York Times said breaking news. So again, reporting this whole thing. And then someone said, please test positive, a comment underneath. Someone said, stay strong, Corona. So they want Corona to persist to, so it kills Trump. Someone else said, we got him. This is disgusting behavior. Someone said, team, hashtag team Corona. Someone said, finally, a good news, because that's proper English. Hopefully it takes him and Pence out. They better be praying it away while they can. That's not only making fun of Trump and Pence and wanting them to die, but also making fun of people who pray. You know, you know, one can say that prayer is um, has a placebo effect, but it doesn't in the sense that if you're thinking positively, that does release certain hormones in your brain. And it does actually make you feel better. Prayer actually does work in that sense, if you want to look at it in a scientific manner. So you don't make fun of people who pray. I mean, look, leftists, don't you, aren't you guys into meditation? That's more of like an inward, narcissistic way of praying. You know, you're kind of praying to yourself in that sense. But I'm sure that it has the same result in, in that you're releasing maybe endorphins and hormones and certain things that will make you feel better. Kind of like how Milo Yiannopoulos, he had a funny article that Breitbart completely changed the headline, but it was something like, um, the headline, this is like in 2016, something like uh, feminism will make you ugly. And then he, he cited actual scientific reports in that article that it, you know, v- validates his, his, um, exaggerated headline i mean it's exaggerated it's sensationalized headline like it's it's 
clickbait, but but it is it is based in reality. And 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 from what I can remember, it was saying that when you are constant, especially as a woman, when you're constantly spouting and consuming negative things you're producing more testosterone in your body which actually does give you more masculine features and makes you ugly maybe makes you lose your hair and so on and your skin your elasticity in your skin starts to go to shit because estrogen for women i guess maybe even men too but estrogen is what keeps your skin all nice so you know it's kind of the same thing with this they're making fun of people praying you know, like pray away Corona or whatever, but positive thinking and prayer and all that actually works. Uh, someone else said, this is an instance where I'm rooting for the virus. Coronavirus, do whatever you need. It, actually, I'm not, I don't even think this is cherry picked. This is, this is like hundreds. Yeah, I'm scrolling. This is hundreds of comments like this. If, if I read the rest of the comments on this, uh, the podcast would be over. It's hundreds of comments. So, you know, it's it's interesting when people start showing their true colors. Um, But, yeah, look, again, part of me thinks that this is a bioweapon attack unleashed by China. And I know that I know that that might sound crazy, but I don't know. That's just my gut feeling. I'm I, maybe I'm wrong. But seeing what I've see, been seeing, it, it seems like it. Um, Now, Seattle is having major issues. And. When it comes to Seattle, oh yeah, I forgot. I screenshotted something that would be perfect for this. When it comes to Seattle, um, that's where degeneracy is reigning supreme. And sorry, I'm just, where the hell is that screenshot? All right, okay, here I found it. So um, you know the worry in Seattle right now, and it's it, it's spreading there like crazy. Coronavirus is kind of spreading there like crazy. Um, the main worry with the Huffington Post is the sex workers community. You know, we have to care for our sex workers. Again, again, sad water listeners, the, the, you can't call them whores or prostitutes. Those are so unwoke, and we must call them what they are. They're sex workers. I'm only, I'm only being funny. No, they're whores and prostitutes. So uh, the Huffington Post, there's a quote from them that says, we're telling people to wash as much as they can, but some sex workers don't have access to hot water and soap between sessions. All right, you know, for, for first of all, who, it's kind of like how I feel about the homeless. Like, fuck them. I don't care about them. Uh, sex workers, whores, prostitutes, whatever you want to call them, fuck you. Fuck them. I don't care about them. And people who can who, who pay them for this stuff, fuck you. You're losers. You're losers. You, you can't get real dates. You can't have real real relationships. And you're a coomer and your brain is, is, is mush. And you probably consume a ton of porn also. Which is kind of funny that uh, Italy is going to shit and Pornhub is like, you know what? Um, typically people donate, donate money to certain organizations and the Red Cross or whatever. But we're Pornhub. We're going to give everyone in Italy free access to Pornhub. Really good. I applaud you, Pornhub. Awesome, awesome news. You're helping so much. You're making everyone a retard. And uh, we got to nuke Seattle, basically. Who cares about sex workers? And then it, it kind of it kind of brings to mind the people who, who <laughs> in unison, say, there's nothing wrong with sex work. Well, yeah, there is, and here's an example. 
Um, which brings to mind a question I got because I posted this in Sadwater Story. Someone wrote to me, in your opinion, what exactly is wrong with sex work? In a world where it's pretty fucking hard to get into slash pay for college and or be successful, what's wrong with using something uh, you have to make a living to keep yourself alive? What's wrong with that? And I said, I'll answer that on to today's podcast. It's a good question. And yes, it is a good question because I don't, the, especially with the way the person this person phrased this question i don't really um i don't think this is a i think this is a genuinely a curious person this is not a combative person so i think it's an honest and very good question and uh let's break it down so what exactly is wrong with sex work first of all that term sex work is so nauseating what's wrong with whoring and prostitution um when it becomes ingrained in culture especially when you rename it to something like sex work and you try to normalize it, I, I, find a, I find that it's a very major problem. So, yes, one of the oldest professions in the world is prostitution. It's never going to go away and so on and all that. But with regards to the porn industry and, and, and um, prostitution and all that, there's a major problem with regards to underage people, sex trafficking, human sex trafficking, especially now with the Internet and technology. These, these, insti- these institutions, these... Uh, black market businesses have become uh, are becoming billion, hundreds of billions of dollars a year industries. So I think again, when you start normalizing these things and, and saying that it's okay to do it, younger girls are going to gravitate towards that. So the ones that aren't being sex trafficked, human trafficked, whatever you want to call it, uh, they're going to see it as a valid form of bringing in an income. I don't think it's an honest it's an honest living. I think it's part of the degradation of culture and society, uh, and we must not normalize degeneracy. It go, it goes with uh, legalizing weed and all that. Um, I think that there's a happy medium. I think that with re- regards to weed and the war on drugs, we should decriminalize it, but we shouldn't encourage it. And that's a major. There's a major difference. And this this is also the failure of the prohibition ending in the in the 20s so when alcohol was illegal they eventually made it legalized they eventually legalized it and then the if you look at all the ads on tv and super bowl and everything the the advertisements for uh alcohol are not only extremely dishonest but they are it's flooded the market and i think that again how can it be that you make something illegal which makes the brings about the mafia and empowers the mafia how can you do that and then and then just say oh we were wrong and then you can advertise it everywhere and it's no big deal i'm not saying alcohol should not be sold but maybe a good idea would be to not let them advertise i don't know um but it's again it's the normalization of degeneracy i have a problem with mainly when with regards to this and the when you start validating it i think it's a major problem so i can go a little deeper so this question, it says, in a world where it's pretty fucking hard to get into slash pay for college, that, again, for the past 50 years or so, there has been an uptick of encouraging people to not only go in debt with regards to college and all that and student loan debt and all that, which is getting more expensive by the day because of government um having having a hand in this in government policies liberal government policies having a hand in this but i don't think that that we should be encouraging people to go to go to go to college and universities 
look, you're listening to my podcast because you think I'm smart and you like my beliefs or opinions or how I look at the current events or any, you're listening to me because you enjoy that. I, I mean, I, very few of you probably hate listening to this. I, if I imagine maybe 0.1% of people who listen to this hate, hate listen. And, uh, but I still don't consider myself a highly impressive person. I don't think I would have been in my worldview where it's how the world used to operate, which is maybe 5% at most went to university. Uh, I, in that worldview, I don't think I would have been that smart to go into university. I'm not like extremely high IQ. I don't think I would have been the right candidate to go into university. When you flip it and you start encouraging 95% of everyone to go to university, and then you have all these fake degrees popping up, um, and you start validating these fake degrees like interpretive female dancing or, or even uh, feminist uh, theory, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't even know. What, I mean, you, you hear stupid stories once a year or so saying that uh, Harvard University has a class on Beyonce. Well, yeah, they have to start filling up bullshit classes and making up bullshit classes because uh, they have way too many people going there. Not everyone is going to take a STEM class or a major or whatever you want to call it. So I think that I think that you don't have to be a whore and you also don't have to go to college and, and bring on a shit ton of student loan debt because all you're really doing is setting yourself up to be a slave to, to many systems and go in debt. You're a debt slave for life. So you're fucked either way in your scenario. And it is a it, it it is based in reality. Many women are doing this to pay for school or to pay for student loans or something like something bad has to happen for them to get that low and to do it. A happy, stable person doesn't just become a whore or a prostitute. And if it does, that is the one percent <laughs> in that whole world. Um. So it says. To get into slash pay for college and or be successful, what's wrong with using something you have to make a living? So the problem with that also is, uh, and we're mainly talking about women here because they're more vulnerable, in my opinion, than men with regards to this. Um, the The problem is, imagine imagine using your 20s, your teens and 20s, like supposedly the best years of your life, definitely the best fertility years of your life. Imagine using it to uh, be a whore, but you're successful, so it's fine, and you're making a ton of money. You're making $250,000, $300,000 a year, and uh, this is becoming more normal, and you're making all that money, but then not, in, not only are you used up by the time you're done, but you're you're a hollow vessel. You're nothing. You have dead eyes. You see. You you deep down will think so low of yourself. You're, you're you're you'll think of yourself as a piece of shit, because what you're doing is not normal. What you're doing has never been normal, especially especially for instance if you're a cam girl and and thousands or millions of people have eyes on you. You you're you're a piece of shit after that. Like that that is that that level of exposure is not normal. The Indians were right when they said pictures steal their souls. I mean, for the most part, they were retar- retarded, but but I think they were right in that sense. Um, so you're making all that money, but then by the time you're done, you're dead inside. 
you're an empty vessel. You think so low, lowly or low of yourself, whatever, whatever it is. And, uh, and it's going to be tougher for you to find a stable man or, or be in a stable relationship. I mean, there's a reason why porn stars can only date porn stars. And these are not stable people. You'll never see a porn star date someone who has a normal day job. It, do- it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. So uh, something to make you make a living, to keep yourself alive. What's wrong with it? Well, I hope I answered your question. Um, you're you're wasting. You would be wasting the best years of your life. And you know you know the lie of like, why don't you want to go to college? Those are the best years of your life. That that's also a lie. Don't waste money on stupidity. Unless you're really rich and your your parents can pay for it and you don't need to go to debt, I would still say it's a waste of money and you're dumb for wanting to go and you don't really have a good imagination. There, it's all. It's like it's kind of like you bought into it that this is the only option you have in life, and you're so narrow-minded that that is the only option you have in life. But in reality, um, uh, you you can you can learn a trade, learn a skill, get a job somewhere, get an internship, be an apprentice, get an apprenticeship, and so on. So it's maybe a good thing that the coronavirus will kill all the sex workers, all the whores in in Seattle. Uh, which brings to mind the you know the, like the article of of people cheering on coronavirus to kill Trump and Pence and so on, and then this whole thing about about um, protecting sex workers, and then the other thing of of the media promoting the Chinese conspiracy theory that this comes from uh, the United States. The hatred towards this country never ceases to amaze me right right before i started this podcast i saw stephen king tweet because trump had his press conference he goes note that trump's coronavirus team is all male all old all and all white because what is it is it health health over wokeness or wokeness over health like what is more important their priorities are all in whack and again this isn't just a random tweet this is a guy who who has written hundreds of books and has a couple movies and shows come out a year based on his work. This is an influential person. And he's a fucking retard and he's crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I guess that is, uh, that, that's it. I guess I can do one, one palate cleanser. So I was, I was, I was, I was on, um, I was logged online yesterday. I don't know if you guys have logged online. It's wild. It's so wild. And I was logged online yesterday, and the Daily Mail posted a video of a, of a TikTok user. And it's this probably 400-pound woman working out. And they wrote an article about this. Swipe up to read the article about this obese woman working out, and she's posting her TikTok on her TikTok, a montage of her working out, her doing uh, rows and step-ups and everything. I have no problem with fat people working out, but if we consider this news, there's a major problem. It's uh, imagine praising someone for finally showering. This is that when you praise someone for showering, like oh, they're doing what they were supposed to do this whole time. They were doing what they were supposed to do. You woke up, you peed, you brushed your teeth. Wow, I am gonna write an article about that asap and post it on the Daily Mail because that is impressive. It's it reminds me of the term adulting. Oh, you're doing you're 26 years old and you're doing what you were supposed to do. Yeah, it's a, you're an adult. There's it's not a verb. It's not adulting. 
There's no such thing. Oh, you paid your taxes, you paid your bills, and you made yourself dinner? Hashtag adulting? You're retarded. You were doing what you were supposed to do the entire time. And that's what this is. It's, these, these sorts of articles pop up once in a while where it's like a fat person doing something. And uh, God bless them. Like, hopefully you lose your weight, but you're not anything special. If anything, you're less than special. If anything, you're dumb. You got to that point where you became ob- morbidly obese and uh, and you finally started working out. So, again, stop. let's stop praising people for doing what they were supposed to do this whole time. But for now, stay safe. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Don't touch eyeballs with other people's eyeballs. And that is Sadcast episode 93. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye. This is television. This is television. Speaking to me. This is French girl. Television, she's crying in the palm of my eye. In moving mental, I read the paper, who just a photo. I read one out with my man. This is massacre. Pussy over, pussy over, pussy over, shame. I can see it in the palm of my hand.